Paragraphs 1 through 18 of Treatise on Christ and Antichrist by Hippolytus of Rome. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Treatise on Christ and Antichrist by Hippolytus of Rome, translated by Alexander Roberts and James Donaldson. As it was your desire, my beloved brother Theophilus, to be thoroughly informed on those topics which I put summarily before you, I have thought it right to set these matters of inquiry clearly forth to your view, drawing largely from the Holy Scriptures themselves as from a holy fountain, in order that you may not only have the pleasure of hearing them on the testimony of men, but may also be able, by surveying them in the light of divine authority, to glorify God in all for this will be as a sure supply furnished you by us for your journey in this present life, so that, by ready argument applying things ill understood and apprehended by most, you may sow them in the ground of your heart, as in a rich and clean soil. By these, too, you will be able to silence those who oppose and gainsay the word of salvation. Only see that you do not give these things over to unbelieving and blasphemous tongues, for that is no common danger. But impart them to pious and faithful men, who desire to live holily and righteously with fear. For it is not to no purpose that the blessed apostle exhorts Timothy and says, O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science falsely so called, which some professing have erred concerning the faith. And again, Thou, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me in many exhortations, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. If, then, the blessed apostle delivered these things with a pious caution, which could be easily known by all, as he perceived in the Spirit that all men have not faith, how much greater will be our danger, if rashly and without thought we commit the revelations of God to profane and unworthy men. For as the blessed prophets were made, so to speak, eyes for us, they foresaw through faith the mysteries of the word, and became ministers of these things also to succeeding generations, not only reporting the past, but also announcing the present and the future, so that the prophet might not appear to be one only for the time being, but might also predict the future for all generations, and so be reckoned a true prophet. For these fathers were furnished with the Spirit, and largely honored by the Word Himself. And just as it is with instruments of music, so had they the Word always, like the plectrum, in union with them. And when moved by Him the prophets announced what God willed. For they spake not of their own power, let there be no mistake as to that, Neither did they declare what pleased themselves. But first of all, they were endowed with wisdom by the word, and then again were rightly instructed in the future by means of visions. And then, when thus themselves fully convinced, they spake those things which were revealed by God to them alone, and concealed from all others. For with what reason should the prophet be called a prophet unless he in spirit foresaw the future? For if the prophet spake of any chance event, he would not be a prophet, then, in speaking of things which were under the eye of all. But one who sets forth in detail things yet to be, 
was rightly judged a prophet. Wherefore prophets were, with good reason, called from the very first seers. And hence we, too, who are rightly instructed in what was declared aforetime by them, speak not of our own capacity. For we do not attempt to make any change, one way or another, among ourselves, in the words that were spoken of old by them, but we make the scriptures, in which these are written, public, and read them to those who can believe rightly, for that is a common benefit for both parties, for him who speaks, in holding in memory and setting forth correctly things uttered of old, and for him who hears, in giving attention to the things spoken. Since then, in this there is a work assigned to both parties together, namely to him who speaks, that he speak forth faithfully without regard to risk, and to him who hears, that he hear and receive in faith that which is spoken. I beseech you to strive together with me in prayer to God. Do you wish then to know in what manner the word of God, who was again the Son of God, as he was of old the word, communicated his revelations to the blessed prophets in former times? Well, as the word shows his compassion and his denial of all respect of persons by all the saints, he enlightens them and adapts them to that which is advantageous for us, like a skillful physician, understanding the weakness of men. And the ignorant he loves to teach, and the erring he turns again to his own true way. And by those who live by faith he is easily found, and to those of pure eye and holy heart, who desire to knock at the door, he opens immediately for he casts away none of his servants as unworthy of the divine mysteries. He does not esteem the rich man more highly than the poor, nor does he despise the poor man for his poverty. He does not disdain the barbarian, nor does he set the eunuch aside as no man. He does not hate the female on account of the woman's act of disobedience in the beginning, nor does he reject the male on account of the man's transgression. But he seeks all, and desires to save all, wishing to make all the children of God, and calling all the saints unto one perfect man. For there is also one Son, or servant, of God, by whom we too, receiving the regeneration through the Holy Spirit, desire to come all unto one perfect and heavenly man. For whereas the word of God was without flesh, he took upon himself the holy flesh by the holy virgin, and prepared a robe which he wove for himself like a bridegroom, in the sufferings of the cross, in order that, by uniting his own power with our mortal body, and by mixing the incorruptible with the corruptible, and the strong with the weak, he might save perishing man. The web-beam, therefore, is the passion of the Lord upon the cross, and the warp on it is the power of the Holy Spirit, and the woof is the holy flesh wrought, woven by the Spirit and the thread is the grace which, by the love of Christ, binds and unites the two in one. And the combs, or rods, are the word, and the workers are the patriarchs and prophets who weave the fair, long, perfect tunic for Christ. And the word, passing through these, like the combs, or rods, completes through them that which his Father willeth. But as time now presses for the consideration of the question immediately in hand, and, as what has been already said in the introduction with regard to the glory of God may suffice, it is proper that we take the Holy Scriptures themselves in hand, 
and find out from them what and of what manner the coming of Antichrist is, on what occasion, and at what time that impious one shall be revealed, and whence and from what tribe he shall come, and what his name is, which is indicated by the number in the scripture, and how he shall work error among the people, gathering them from the ends of the earth, and how he shall stir up tribulation and persecution against the saints, and how he shall glorify himself as God, and what his end shall be, and how the sudden appearing of the Lord shall be revealed from heaven, and what the conflagration of the whole world shall be, and what the glorious and heavenly kingdom of the saints is to be when they reign together with Christ, and what the punishment of the wicked by fire. His Tribe now, as our Lord Jesus Christ, who is also God, was prophesied of under the figure of a lion, on account of his royalty and glory, in the same way have the scriptures also aforetime spoken of Antichrist as a lion, on account of his tyranny and violence. For the deceiver seeks to liken himself in all things to the Son of God. Christ is a lion, so Antichrist is also a lion. Christ is a king, so Antichrist is also a king. The Saviour was manifested as a lamb, so he too, in like manner, will appear as a lamb, though within he is a wolf. The Saviour came into the world in the circumcision, and he will come in the same manner. The Lord sent apostles among all the nations, and he, in like manner, will send false apostles. The Saviour gathered together the sheep that were scattered abroad, and he, in like manner, will bring together a people that is scattered abroad. The Lord gave a seal to those who believe on him, and he will give one like manner. The Saviour appeared in the form of a man, and he too will come in the form of a man. The Saviour raised up and showed his holy flesh like a temple, and he will raise a temple of stone in Jerusalem. And his seductive arts we shall exhibit in what follows. But for the present let us turn to the question at hand. Now the blessed Jacob speaks to the following effect in his benedictions, testifying prophetically of our Lord and Saviour. Judah, let thy brethren praise thee. Thy hand shall be on the neck of thine enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the shoot, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down, he couched as a lion, and as a lion's whelp. Who shall rouse him up? A ruler shall not depart from Judah, nor a leader from his thighs, until he come for whom it is reserved. And he shall be the expectation of the nations, binding his ass to a vine, and his ass's colt to the vine tendril. He shall wash his garment in wine, and his clothes in the blood of the grapes. His eyes shall be gladsome as with wine, and his teeth shall be whiter than milk. Knowing, then, as I do, how to explain these things in detail, I deem it right at present to quote the words themselves. But since the expressions themselves urge us to speak of them, I shall not omit to do so. For these are truly divine and glorious things, and things well calculated to benefit the soul. The prophet, in using the expression a lion's whelp, means him who sprang from Judah and David according to the flesh who was not made indeed of the seed of David, but was conceived by the power of the Holy Ghost, and came forth from the holy shoot of earth. For Isaiah says, There shall come forth a rod out of the root of Jesse, and a flower shall grow up out of it. 
that which is called by Isaiah a flower, Jacob calls a shoot. For first he shot forth, then he flourished in the world. And the expression, he stooped down, he couched as a lion, and as a lion's whelp, refers to the three days' sleep, death, couching, of Christ, as also Isaiah says, How is faithful Zion become a harlot? It was full of judgment, in which righteousness lodged, couched, but now murderers. And David says to the same effect, I laid me down, couched, and slept. I awaked, for the Lord will sustain me. In which words, he points to the fact of his sleep and rising again. And Jacob says, Who shall rouse him up? And that is just what David and Paul both refer to, as when Paul says, And God the Father, who raised him from the dead. And in saying, A ruler shall not depart from Judah, nor a leader from his thighs, until he come for whom it is reserved, and he shall be the expectation of the nations. He referred the fulfillment of that prophecy to Christ, for he is our expectation, for we expect him, and by faith we behold him as he comes from heaven with power. Binding his ass to a vine, that means that he unites his people of the circumcision with his own calling, vocation, for he was the vine, and his ass's colt to the vine tendril, that denotes the people of the Gentiles, as he calls the circumcision and the uncircumcision unto one faith. He shall wash his garment in wine, that is, according to that voice of his father, which came down by the Holy Ghost at the Jordan, and his clothes in the blood of the grape. In the blood of what grape, then, but just his own flesh, which hung upon the tree like a cluster of grapes? from whose side also flowed two streams of blood and water, in which the nations are washed and purified, which nations he may be supposed to have as a robe about him. His eyes gladsome with wine. And what are the eyes of Christ but the blessed prophets, who foresaw in the Spirit and announced beforehand the sufferings that were to befall him, and rejoiced in seeing him in power with spiritual eyes, being furnished for their vocation by the word himself and his grace. And in saying, And his teeth shall be whiter than milk, he referred to the commandments that proceed from the holy mouth of Christ, and which are pure, purify as milk. Thus did the scriptures preach before time of this lion and lion's whelp. And in like manner also we find it written regarding Antichrist. For Moses speaks thus, Dan is a lion's whelp, and he shall leap from Bashan. But that no one may err by supposing that this is said of the Saviour, let him attend carefully to the matter. Dan, he says, is a lion's whelp, and in naming the tribe of Dan, he declared clearly the tribe from which Antichrist is destined to spring. For as Christ springs from the tribe of Judah, so Antichrist is to spring from the tribe of Dan. And that the case stands thus, we see also from the words of Jacob, Let Dan be a serpent lying upon the ground, biting the horse's heel. What then is meant by the serpent but Antichrist, that deceiver who is mentioned in Genesis, who deceived Eve and supplanted Adam, Ternisas, bruised Adam's heel? But since it is necessary to prove this assertion by sufficient testimony, we shall not shrink from the task. 
that it is in reality out of the tribe of Dan, then, that that tyrant and king, that dread judge, that son of the devil, is destined to spring and arise, the prophet testifies, when he says, Dan shall judge his people, as he is also one of the tribe of Israel. But someone may say that this refers to Samson, who sprang from the tribe of Dan, and judged the people twenty years. Well, the prophecy had its partial fulfillment in Samson, but its complete fulfillment is reserved for Antichrist. For Jeremiah also speaks to this effect. From Dan we are to hear the sound of the swiftness of his horses. The whole land trembled at the sound of the neighing of the driving of his horses. And another prophet says, He shall gather together all his strength, from the east even to the west. They whom he calls, and they whom he calls not, shall go with him. He shall make the sea white with the sails of his ships, and the plain black with the shields of his armaments. And whosoever shall oppose him in war shall fall by the sword. That these things then are said of no one else but that tyrant and shameless one and adversary of God, we shall show in what follows. But Isaiah also speaks thus, And it shall come to pass that when the Lord hath performed his whole work upon Mount Zion and on Jerusalem, he will punish, visit, the stout mind, the king of Assyria, and the greatness, height, of the glory of his eyes. For he said, By my strength will I do it, and by the wisdom of my understanding I will remove the bounds of the peoples, and will rob them of their strength. And I will make the inhabited cities tremble, and will gather the whole world in my hand like a nest, and I will lift it up like eggs that are left. And there is no one that shall escape or gainsay me, and open the mouth and chatter. Shall the axe boast itself without him that heweth therewith? Or shall the saw magnify itself without him that shaketh, draweth it? As if one should raise a rod or a staff, and the staff should lift itself up, and not thus. But the Lord shall send dishonor unto thy honor, and into thy glory a burning fire shall burn. And the light of Israel shall be a fire, and shall sanctify him in flame, and shall consume the forest like grass. And again he says in another place, How hath the exactor ceased, and how hath the oppressor ceased? God hath broken the yoke of the rulers of sinners, he who smote the people in wrath and with an incurable stroke, he that strikes the people with an incurable stroke, which he did not spare. He ceased, rested, confidently. The whole earth shouts with rejoicing. The trees of Lebanon rejoiced at thee, and the cedars of Lebanon, saying, Since thou art laid down, no feller is come up against us. Hell from beneath is moved at meeting thee. All the mighty ones, the rulers of the earth, are gathered together, the lords from their thrones. All the kings of the nations, all they shall answer together, and shall say, And thou too art taken as we, and thou art reckoned among us. Thy pomp is brought down to earth, thy great rejoicing. They will spread decay under thee, and the worm shall be thy covering. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? He is cast down to the ground, who sends off to all the nations. And thou didst say in thy mind, I will ascend unto heaven, I will set my throne above the stars of heaven, I will sit down upon the lofty mountains towards the north, I will ascend above the clouds, I will be like the Most High. Yet now thou shalt be brought down to hell, 
and to the foundations of the earth. They that see thee shall wonder at thee, and shall say, This is the man that exciteth the earth, that did shake kings, that made the whole world a wilderness, and destroyed the cities, that released not those in prison. All the kings of the earth did lie in honor, every one in his own house. But thou shalt be cast out on the mountains like a loathsome carcass, with many who fall, pierced through with the sword, and going down to hell. As a garment stained with blood is not pure, so neither shall thou be comely or clean, because thou hast destroyed my land, and slain my people. Thou shalt not abide enduring forever a wicked seed. Prepare thy children for slaughter for the sins of thy father, that they rise not, neither possess my land. Ezekiel also speaks of him to the same effect thus. Thus saith the Lord God, Because thine heart is lifted up, and thou hast said, I am God, I sit in the seat of God in the midst of the sea, yet art thou a man, and not God, though thou hast set thine heart as the heart of God. Art thou wiser than Daniel? Have the wise not instructed thee in their wisdom? With thy wisdom, or with thine understanding, hast thou gotten thee power, and gold, and silver, and thy treasures? By thy great wisdom, and by thy traffic, hast thou increased thy power? Thy heart is lifted up in thy power. Therefore thus saith the Lord God, Because thou hast set thine heart as the heart of God, behold, therefore I will bring strangers upon thee, plagues from the nations, and they shall draw their swords against thee, and against the beauty of thy wisdom, and they shall level thy beauty to destruction, and they shall bring thee down, and thou shalt die the death of the wounded in the midst of the sea. Wilt thou yet say before them that slay thee, I am God? But thou art a man, and no God, in the hand of them that wound thee. Thou shalt die the deaths of the uncircumcised by the hand of strangers, for I have spoken it, saith the Lord. End of paragraph 18